intention interior trucking companies if you are relying on facility insurance you could be overpaying reduce your insurance cost by 10000 or more per truck and good news we accept drivers with only 1 years of experience to learn more just send us text by typing insurance to 3653640714 thank you Yay! Thanks, Chris. And uh, hey, glad to be back here again on uh, on a wonderful Friday and the last Friday of February. That you know, and right now we're getting a little bit of snow tumbling through the sky, and I hear it's wisping around in different areas within southwestern Ontario. So anyway, but sorry, uh, sorry. welcome to everybody. It, it, uh, it to, took to me a us. minute. Oh. To find something. When you said the last Friday of February, I wanted to. <laughs> we're, we're getting that much closer to spring. So we'll see if them gophers are. <laughs> anyway, so, so welcome everybody to another episode of Trucking Risk and Insurance here on the podcast. So and today we're going to talk about uh, something that was in the news recently, uh, but we're going to talk about high-risk drivers, how to determine who is a high-risk driver. Um, so Chris and I are going to kind of talk about that, share some uh, information, as well as some links so that you can access it, so that you can determine are any of your drivers in a high-risk category. So let's get at her. Yay! So... Let me ask a question, because I actually, um, let me pull up my notes. Oops, and I've lost my notes. I tell you, going live on a Friday it's, maybe is not the highest. Or the, <laughs> the, I think it's just because it's Friday. Yeah. So It's been a busy week. <laughs> it actually has been. I've been blessed yeah. with uh, a lot of, I got three reports, very important things to get done today. Ah. Two for the... Uh, the captive I've got a hand in, and go. one Ezra. Yep. I promised the client that Ooh. we're submitting their Ezra submission today. And for those of you who don't know, Ezra is alternate safety risk assessment. If you have a conditional CVR and you qualify for this new mechanism that MTO has brought out, yep. you can uh, maybe get your rating changed from conditional. Mm-hmm to uh, satisfactory on audited. So I've got a submission to do today. Uh, so I'm excited mm-hmm. about that. Get that done. I anticipate before noon today. And my Good. client, of course, is Good. quite excited to get that done. Good. But Good deal. we're talking about high-risk drivers. And John, just yep. before we get into that, you also have a client that you're assisting with Ezra, right? So I'm not, the not only yet, one. but we are looking to do that. Yes, yeah, yeah, he wants to do. We got we've got another month to wait before he reaches that 36 month area. So okay. uh, we've got some recommendations we're working on, uh, get things cleaned up a little bit, and then probably April here uh, we'll submit for a voluntary audit, and hopefully he'll get picked for an ASRA because uh, his current uh, profile is sitting at six percent. Beautiful. I just wanted to make sure that our listeners knew that uh, I'm not the only one. My co-host also mm-hmm. does Ezra, uh, so yes. just to let everybody know. Yeah. All right. High-risk drivers. That's Perfect. what we're talking about today. Yes. Risky people. Risky. Well, other, people. other than us. Well, yeah. We're risky it, as it is. It's, it's pretty risky <laughs> if uh, you join us on a Friday. Um, oh, yeah. Is what I'm thinking. You know. <laughs> so... 
High-risk drivers. What's the first thing we want to talk about? How, how to identify a high-risk driver? Sure, exactly. What, what, what tools could we use to determine a high-risk driver? How would we know that a driver is high-risk? You know, he's not going to come out and tell you and say, hey, uh, when you hire me, just to let you know, I'm a high-risk guy, you know, and uh, I'm, uh, I'm high on other things, but nonetheless. So how do we determine? What, what tools can we use to say, uh, or to, not to say, but to investigate and determine how this person would be a high-risk driver? Well, so... Doesn't well, at least some of the insurance companies have some tools? Well, yes, some of them will, but uh, some of the easy ones, and uh, this is something that Chris and I look at quite frequently, is your carrier profiles. Ah. Activities on your carrier profiles will tell you, hmm, is this guy high risk or not? So, And then his driver abstracts you know, will tell you. His PSP report will tell you. Now, it'll tell you as to what's going on activity-wise, but I guess to determine what type of high-risk driver this driver is, that's where we need to go to some extra information to help us come to that determination. So that's where, Chris, you're right, talking about those uh, insurance companies that provide some tools. Yeah, and just to be uh, – sorry, I was going to make a a, uh, a joke at the insurance safety people's expense saying that you know we're not talking about the tools that come from the human <laughs> no. because john and i just in in defense there john and i used to be those tools um yes we did we yeah. did we were we, we've been we've retired from that toolbox <laughs> <laughs> but and just remember the the people from your insurance company are truly out there to assist you and to guide you yes. and to offer some suggestions because yep. in, and this is where John and I have a great deal of uh, benefit, I guess, to our clients is that because those people and, and people like John and I, we see so many different trucking companies, even the worst ones usually do something really good. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, so, uh, it's it's really important that you listen to your insurance safety people because they do have a lot of expertise and they get to see a lot of different trucking companies who do some really outstanding things. So take their recommendations with uh, a lot of seriousness. But right, right. So yep. they do have some tools that could assist. But you said look at the CVR, look at the SMS, look at the PSP report. Hey, how about talking to dispatchers? about uh, exactly you know yes. uh, maybe yes. the the eld system perhaps has mm-hmm. um you know a, an hours of service report and those drivers mm-hmm. who are doing it you know one of the things that yep. really jumps out to me um it's always uh, high risk drivers is always about driver attitude and yes one of the yes. things that i really find offensive uh, amongst drivers and those who are perhaps uh, the ones that are at the highest risk are the ones who love to use personal conveyance. Um, <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like, yep. Your route should be planned in such a way that uh, personal conveyance is not a necessity. And yet, Correct. Th- there are, and there's always. Uh, a small group of drivers, it seems, and every one of my clients who absolutely has got to use PC in order to get things done. 
Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts there on Johnny on PC? Uh, well, if you're having to use that to get things done, it's it's poor planning, right? And if you've got a driver that's insisting that, then that should be a red flag because if you can't get the job done in the amount of time that you're allowed by the regulations, then something is amiss. So we need to look at rerouting um, other other avenues to do. Maybe we've got too many drops on the truck to get the job done. Maybe there's too much pressure from operations and whatnot. But this is where we need to have that collective agreement to say, uh, I can't get the job done. I seem to have to use personal conveyance to kind of get these things done. It's like, that's not what it's for. Well, what is personal conveyance for? Well, just quickly, because we're we're talking high risk drivers. I don't want to get off track here, but yeah, exactly, exactly. But I've I've used uh, personal conveyance, you know, in the past, but it was more so I'm stuck here. I'm at this location, maybe a shipper's location. Um, I'm out of hours and it's four o'clock in the afternoon. And I can't get unloaded till the morning. So, but there's no place here for accommodations, no food or anything like that. Whereas in town is 10 minutes away. And I could use personal conveyance to drop the trailer, bobtail into town, grab a bite to eat, relax, you know, have a sandwich, whatever it be. And then make my way back to the customer facility to hook up, sleep for the night if that were the case and whatnot, and I'm good to go. So that personal conveyance to go into town and back, it's not meant to be used to further your trip, you know, or extend your trip. That's that's not the purpose of it. It is for, as it says, personal conveyance. So it's to carry your, your butt from one place to the other by itself with nobody else, no trailer on board or anything. Right. So anyways, that's one of the things I really do believe personal conveyance and high risk drivers are tied together mm-hmm. because it's an attitude. I agree. Um, yes. What is. other signs? Yeah, all about the behavior. Yeah. I mean, so. and this is what some of the technology that's coming out, some of these, um, the ELD mm-hmm. systems and, and my yep. friend Ward Workington over at Fleet Metrica, yep. how he can take the, yep. um, the, the basis of your ELD systems and create yep. driver scorecards are these things are changing driver behavior and that's Big time. hope and yep. hopefully we're, we're changing it for the better, of course. Um, yep. but we yep. want to change high risk behavior into better behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, well, I, you know I, I've said for many years, uh, I've used this phrase many times. Um, drivers don't want to be a bad driver. They just don't know how to be a good driver, you know. So if you're new into the industry, that's I need mentoring. I need coaching. I need teaching of how to be a good driver. And that's where these scorecards come into play to kind of share with you what we're seeing through the telematics data about your behavior, whether it's aggressiveness, um, you're over speeding, you're pushing the limits and whatnot, you're not paying attention, you're distracted, all these kinds of things. And telematics can help tell us that information, you know, along with your carrier profiles, your driver abstracts and whatnot, all information that will point to risky behavior. Yeah. And I just wanted to point out one thing. I did a review of a uh, captive member about two weeks ago, and they had switched ELD providers just before last year's review. And mm. their new ELD provider um, 
which is on the, the list of Canadian ELD approved and a Canadian device. Uh, premier device, by the way, and I'll say it, it, it was the Isaac system they'd switched to. I was going to uh, bet that, yep. <laughs> the, and is it a coincidence that they've had the Isaac system in their trucks for uh, uh, just over a year that they're, every one of their metrics have improved? And I don't mean just a little improvement. Their crashes are down. Their CVOR violations are down. Their SMS violations are down. Um, and they were explaining to me, describing to me how the the system has the red the uh, the red light, the amber light, and the green light. And yep. you know, is it just a good year? It. I mean, let's be honest. It could be. We need longer than yep. a year. But it is pretty um, interesting that they implement a, a system that has a coach built into the telematics mm -hmm. and yes. Yes. all of their metrics have improved. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that is a kudos to the system that, cause there are, there are lots of systems out there oh, yeah. that are better systems than others. So, so and that's, what's cool about Isaac. I really like is it, really helps to coach it, it it takes it to the next level and beyond uh to be honest with you than just your average eld and by the way we're not paid by isaac uh, just so you no, know no but um, we are promoters of them because they do provide a good yeah. tool so yeah we don't even have an affiliate link or anything that we could even make a buck oh from. hey hey isaac you know reach out this, to us yeah come sponsor <laughs> this podcast isaac i think you guys would be good here yeah exactly yeah. but uh, I just wanted to let our listeners know that there is no, yeah. it's just an honest opinion that we're giving. Yeah, um, exactly. And as I said, I haven't even worked with the Isaac device, but I like the result that this one client got. Uh, so mm -hmm. I'll, I'll just throw well, kudos out a, there. It's a success story to them to, to be listening to the data, looking at the data, reviewing the data to make those changes and help those drivers be better drivers. Yep. So what else can we do for high-risk drivers? We've talked on the safety scores, basically the CVR, the yep. SMS, the PSP. Now we talked a mm -hmm. little bit about telematics because yep. uh, things like the hours of service reports, um, maybe mm -hmm. personal use might be an indication. Um, yep. Now we talked about the briefly about driver coaching. Um, that would right. improve the high-risk behavior perhaps. What mm -hmm. other things are available? Well, there's a really neat report available, and, and, it, and it provides um, some percentage benchmarking so that you can take certain types or specific types of violations and rank them in a percentage basis. So what it'll do is it, it'll help to take those profiles, those safety profiles, uh, the driver abstracts and whatnot, and we can look at the violation types that they're having and rank them. So now we can kind of say, hey you know what, this driver is a higher risk driver than this other driver based on this information. So that report is right here in the ATRI study. Uh, they did a um, uh, predictability of uh, crash index, and that's where they utilized a lot of percentage numbers to say, hey, as an example, if you've had a violation of this type, you are this percentage more likely to be involved in a crash. So it's, uh, it kind of makes it really handy 
so taking reckless driving, for instance, reckless driving, if you've had a reckless driving violation in the last 12 months, you're 114% more likely to be involved in a crash. And these um, stats here are being utilized by a number of insurance companies, and they're putting them into an Excel spreadsheet for you to populate with your drivers and listing and drop downs and whatnot. And this will help you even further to determine the riskiness of your drivers. And this is, by the way, the new updated, because many people have seen yes. this um, years ago. I forget the year the first study came out, uh, but this is the updated version. Yep, Sorry? this is the 2018 version. So the, it was 2011, 2018. Uh, John, let me just yep. show our listeners how they might get this study themselves. Yes. Because it is um, significant in in uh, length. That was page, what was that, 15 you said? F 15 or something like that, yeah. yes. So yep. anyways, so. to get to that, what I did is I came here and what did I type in, John? You told me. You put in crash predictor. Crash predictor, and it came right up like that. And I simply Boom. clicked right there, and we got that. Well, I don't need that on the screen. Um, and then to get the actual report, you click here. I completed that information, and that brings up this complete document now. And as I say, John, you told me to go to page 15, or was it 15? Yep, just 15 has got that those uh, percentage numbers on it. So, and, and this report's free. This is available to anybody uh, for free download. And I encourage everybody to pull this up and utilize this. Now, uh, again, if your insurance provider has, has given you a high-risk driver tool calculator to utilize, awesome. But also keep in mind, make sure that these percentage numbers are the correct percentage numbers in your tool because I've seen some of these tools where they're reflecting 2011 statistics. So, and this is updated information. So, hey, when you're analyzing behavior and risk, use the latest numbers. Well, yeah, I mean, and they are, it's easy to get, it's reliable information. Um, yep. And they, they get in, into a lot of different backgrounds. Uh, let me just oh, yeah. see if I can find that one part, John, where you talked about, because uh, you said it's in here. This is all by age. Okay, I won't bore our viewers. Yeah, down just a little bit further, I think, you'll see the next percentage page, uh, and it divvies it up between uh, genders. Yeah, this is all by age right now. Um, yep. But there's a lot of useful information. So John oh, had pointed out there, there is a difference between genders as well yep yep so it's a really your, good study document ask your um insurance provider if they have a high risk tool that you can use yep. such as yep. a uh the ones that i've seen so far um are excel spreadsheets right yep and mm -hmm. i think it's northbridge and aig are they the Correct. two that i yep, know have two. them Yep, exactly. You know. So if you're insured with Northbridge or AIG, ask them for their high-risk tool calculator. Yeah, they'll give it to you for free. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful help. It does take yep. a bit of work to get the information in there, but once you yep. get it all up to date and get all the data in there, it's really easy yep. to maintain. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. Well, and, and, and the thing is that one of the big tricks is, is you're looking at it over a 12-month period. Don't look at it over three years because if that driver had that incident three years ago and has had nothing since, then there's been improvements. And it's more than likely you have or somebody has provided that driver with training, coaching, mentoring, which is also going to help to uh, eliminate those previous violations and prevent future violations from coming into play. So, you know, there's, it's kind of like a, he provided, we, we provided the driver with training to address those high risk behaviors. And so now we start with a clean plate and move forward and make sure that we don't have any future violations. Well, and that was going to be my kind of last question. Um, so we've taken the tools, we've analyzed all the information that we can get a hold of. What do we do when we identify a what I believe is a good driver, if I'm a trucking company owner, for instance, we all know that drivers right now are uh, difficult uh, to get. Reliable drivers are extremely difficult to get. So I'm not oh, apt to yeah. fire somebody. But if I did come up and use these tools and I identify a high-risk driver, what do I do? Well, that's where we engage in conversation to start with, to address the issues at hand. And then we want to provide some coaching, mentoring, training with that driver to address those issues, as well as uh, creating uh, preventability opportunities so we don't have these types of incidents in the future. But one of the big things I really want to stress is we need to go a step further and not just deal or address that with that single driver. This, if, if this was unpredictable or, or this came out of, the, out of nowhere where, wow, that's really unorthodox for that driver to have that type of violation, well, then that means it's possible for any driver in the fleet. So that training and coaching needs to be shared with all drivers so that we can make sure that they all have that opportunity to prevent it from happening to them. Right. So you're saying training. You, you mentioned conversation first. So you want to bring the driver in, sit him down and, or sit her down and say, hey, look, at this is what we've, we have noticed um, yep. and let's discuss it. So yeah, exactly. really not, not too much of a discipline involved. No, um, no. It, it's, it's really a discussion saying, hey, we want to improve yep. these metrics, yeah. scores. It could be yeah. many different things. Yep. Um, well, and there, there's opportunity here to bring awareness into the conversation to be able to say, hey, we've noticed this. Have you noticed this? And, and it's possible that the driver didn't even realize that they were doing something and they didn't think it was a, ma a major situation. But it could be due to some outlying factor that's caused this situation to happen. You know, whether it could be stress within the workplace, stress at home. Uh, issues that are going on that are outside the workplace that, you know, we don't know of. We're, we're not able to address and, and predict. But by having that conversation to go, well, we're not talking about discipline. Discipline's not even on the table here. Discipline would come into play if you refuse to do the training and to better yourself. Then we would have no choice but to discipline. But right now, it's all about awareness. Are you aware of what's going on? We've seen these. We want to bring it to your attention. We want to have an adult conversation. And say, how can we rectify this? We've got some training over here in coaching we'd like to help you with. Would you be receptive to, you know, taking some training opportunities and improving your skills? Yeah, and I mean, it's not like we don't live in a world full of stress at the moment, you know, between oh. COVID, 
protests. Yeah. Um, as we yep. are, t- you know, doing this live, uh, we've got the Ukrainian situation happening. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yep. Yep. there's a great deal of stress right now um, yeah. for everybody. Well, and, and then add in the other one. Add in the other one that I have to deal with regularly, my mother. Yeah. I got to deal with my mother. You know, yeah. well, like, family. She watches this show, you know, oh, family. I'm telling you. Oh, well, we, I'm t- I don't know what to do with it. We do have a, a viewer. I don't know who it is that is watching today. So I would love if they drop my notes. mother. We better watch out. She might make a comment. Yeah, uh, well, it, it, the viewer can make a comment. I'd uh, give you a shout out, but yeah. So you you say you if once you have identified the high risk driver, and by the way, one thing I thought of that we didn't mention was fuel economy. Um, often yep. those drivers with the highest fuel consumption are the higher risk drivers. And, and again, none of these things that we're talking about are absolutes. It doesn't mean that a, a driver with bad fuel economy uh, is a, a high-risk driver. It is an indication that they might be yep. uh, a high-risk yep. driver. So, But that's another one. Uh, so anyways, you, you want to have an adult conversation. Bring the situation to the forefront. Uh, make the yep. uh, driver aware of it. And then, yep. um, well, we got a thumbs up there, Johnny. Hey, Thank you. There you go. <laughs> uh, make the driver aware of it. And then if the driver doesn't start to make positive changes, you may at, uh, you know, a relatively near date, but further down the road, yep. talk about discipline and talk about, yes. Yes. you know, more behavior change. Right. Right. Well, and you know what? And the bonus part is, Motor carriers need to understand that their insurance companies don't want to impose strict re- uh, requirements and force you to terminate drivers. They don't want you to do that. They know how hard it is to find drivers. They know how hard it is to keep drivers. What they want you to do is take somebody that's got some risky behaviors or some bad behaviors and coach them, help them to be a better driver. And that driver will appreciate that. If they don't, well, they weren't meant for you to begin with. But This is an opportunity to help improve your retention rates, keep those guys that are really good, need a little help. You know what? Just because they've had a situation that went sour doesn't mean we terminate them. We need to sit down and talk about, well, what happened? How did this happen? What can we do to rectify this from happening again? Keep in mind, when you have a big crash, um, you just spent a lot of money on training because it's highly that driver is going to do that same crash again. It's one of the most expensive forms of training. John, mm-hmm. awesome! Yep. We're 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 hitting uh, almost twenty nine minutes already. My goodness! Woo-hoo! So high risk drivers was the topic today. If and I'm hoping you are, uh, if you're getting value from uh, all of this here, yes. where is my? Uh, um, uh, gosh darn! Yes, there it is. Like and subscribe like up to the uh, trucking up. risk and insurance podcast. Uh, last thing I want to mention is I've been in uh, email conversation with uh, the media at C, I guess it's the federal government media department. And John and I are going to be alerted to a um, news release coming out next week, apparently. I honestly, obviously don't know what it is because the government doesn't release it, but they do uh, imply at least that uh, the Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast would be interested in the subject matter. 
So uh, stay tuned. Sweet. John and yes. I will certainly discuss that. If it comes out early, they said they would send it uh, to us early. Um, so it may be subject to this Monday's live. Who knows? Um, but be cool. either way, stay tuned for that because it could be yeah. something to do with Driver Inc. I, I don't know what it is. Yep. Uh, yeah, but that's how the conversation started was some clarification on driver Inc on the owner operators. Mm -hmm. So maybe yep. some news coming cool. out next week. All right, Johnny, my friend, thank you so much. It was good. Hey, no problem. My friend, Anytime. with that, let me, I yeah. uh, will just go to, to see if this works. Hey, that's it. So that's it for this week. The trucking risk and insurance podcast where John, my co-host Farquhar, of Summit Risk Solutions and myself, Safety Dog, um, talk about subjects and have some guests. And by the way, we've got some interesting guests uh, getting lined up uh, for the very near future. So stay tuned for that. Thanks so much. That's it for this week.